Welcome to the Chasing Spirituality Podcast. I'm your host, Megan, and I'm so excited that you're joining me today. Each episode is full of heartfelt and expansive content that will really help you expand your consciousness and grow as a person. I created this podcast because I wanted to share my own personal experiences on my spiritual journey, but I also wanted to meet others and have them share what they've been through and how they've gotten to where they are today. If you haven't done so already, it would really mean a lot to me if you could rate and review the podcast. This really helps the podcast grow and reach more people, but it also allows me to get more guests on the show. Now on to today's topic. Today I have Michelle Millen and we connected over a third party platform where podcasters can meet each other. And um, so we connected through that platform and I just instantly after reading her bio and figuring out a little bit more about her and what she does, what she offers, I just felt this connection and I knew that she'd be a great guest to have on the show. So join me in welcoming Michelle and um, we're so excited you're here. Hi, Megan. I'm so excited to be here. Also, thank you for the invitation and a chance to talk to you. Yeah, yeah. So I really like to get started by having some um, having the guests share their journey, just sharing how they really got to um, where they are today, their spiritual path, and kind of a little bit about how all the little things that just led them to this awakening. So just where whatever you feel called to share, just go ahead and start from the beginning. Okay, well, there's a lot of information there because it's 50 years of um, stuff piled in. But um, I guess I would say growing up in my household with my mom and dad, sister and brother, spirituality, church was a big thing, but spirituality and talking about those things that were paranormal, uh, not not so much. And I would still get a dose of that, though, because my paternal grandparents, that they had their own experiences. So um, from an early age, I was hearing about reincarnation. I was hearing about Bigfoot. I was hearing about interactions with um, spirits and predictions for the future. And I didn't know what any of it was, but I was always curious about it. And I always thought that my grandma had a lot that she wanted to teach me, but sadly she passed when I was about 11 years old. And so she didn't ever get to it. And I remember shortly after she passed, I was in my home by myself and from the kitchen, I heard somebody call my name and it has stuck with me all these years. And at that point, like the interest was, interest was sparked. And then throughout my life, all these little things would happen and it was always knocking at my door. And when I was in my early twenties, I had uh, my babies and I really felt pulled to step in then and start trying to connect with angels and start trying to learn more about everything going on that I, I know is there and the timing wasn't right. And so put the book back up on the shelf until 2019. And again, little things throughout this whole time kept happening to me, interactions. Um, so I knew it was there, but I just couldn't fully focus and commit at that time. And then when my kids went to college, empty nesting, I had more time. And then 
like end of August, 2019, they knocked on that door really loud. And this time I answered and it started with a flickering light in the closet, um, changed travel plans, some time to listen to a podcast where the guest speaker was an aura reader. And that changed my life because that night I was at a hotel and I had a dream about uh, my maternal grandmother and I could feel her, I could smell her, I could touch her. And from there, it's like that whole perspective changed. I just woke up that next morning and knew that I'd never see the world again the same. Mm, yeah, thank you for sharing. And, you know, I think that what you said about, um, you know, you were always kind of curious, but you just didn't, you just weren't ready to take that next step or to really, really dive in. I think that a lot of people can resonate with that because I know my, you know, just from my personal experience and my personal journey, I can see throughout my life where there was many opportunities to strengthen that connection or to go down that path. But it's like you said, you just weren't quite ready to open the door yet, even though they were knocking. And then it was just at this perfect divine moment where the knocking became louder and you'd finally decided to um, open the door to that. And I, I just wanted to highlight that because I think that a lot of people, when they really look back and think about their life, they can then maybe at the time they might not have seen the signs or they might not have noticed the signs. But once they've stepped into that awakening, it's a little bit easier for them to say, oh, wow, like spirit's been trying to wake me up for a while now, but I just wasn't ready. Exactly. And I, I will have to say that everything I've learned and everything I'm experiencing right now, I'm like kicking myself for not opening that door because I'm like, why did it have to wait until, you know, I'm later in life? But again, universal timing is something different than my timeline. And so you just kind of flow with it and be grateful for where you're at now. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So when you became an empty nester, that's when you really started to, to open up more and more. And I also think that that um, is pretty common for a lot of people, because I feel like when we have children, you know, some people, that's when their intuition opens. But for other people, it's more like you feel like you need to give everything to your kids. You've got to be this perfect parent, this perfect mom. You've got to attend all of the practices and all of the games and just you basically give a hundred percent that we kind of forget to give back to ourselves and we forget that we're important too and that our cup needs to be filled as well and so sometimes we become even more disconnected from ourselves and from our spirituality when we become parents so do you think that um in your case, do you think that that's what happened to you um, before you had your awakening? Do you think that maybe your primary focus was more so on your on your family and growing that and that why you may have um, became a little bit more disconnected from your own spiritual self? I think that has so much to do with it. Um, and on top of just raising the kids, it was a situation where there was a divorce also. And so you have the added stress of that. And so just really making sure they were happy and just keeping up with their schedules. And then like with my husband's job, keeping up with the demands of, you know, his schedule too, that 
yeah, there, there wasn't a whole lot of time for me for exercise or those little extra things, or I didn't make the time I should say, I probably always could have squeezed it in, but I didn't make the time then I was tired. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I definitely get that. I think so many people can relate with that because I see a lot, um, with my own personal clients. And when I reflect on my own journey that we just get so caught up in, just the everyday things, you know, going to work, taking care of the family, providing, and we just get in this pattern of just going, 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 that we don't take a moment to really go within and ask ourselves what we need or to connect to that spiritual aspect of ourselves. So you become an empty nester and things really start to shift for you then. So can you talk a little bit about um, what you started to experience after this or really how you started to progress along your spiritual journey. Right. Um, well, one thing more I'd like to add about all that is I'm an empath also, and I wasn't aware that I was an empath. And so I just thought I was really moody and never, I never understood why I couldn't regulate it. And so since the awakening, that is something I've become very in tune to is the fact that I do absorb the energy of others and finding ways to put protective measures like, around myself to keep those things out while I try to function. But um, yeah, on this journey, as I said, it started August of 2019. I started getting signs. Um, I really stepped into meditation. Then the whole world shuts down with COVID. And so I have a lot of time to sit and think and process a, like those things or that person I want to be, you know, as I said, when it opened, I went to bed with one um, way of filtering the world. And I woke up the next morning with a completely different way. So what do you do with that? And it was a lot of soul searching. It was a lot of stepping in and trying new things and trying to, to find a place for it all to fit together because you go down one rabbit hole, then another like rabbit hole and, you know, um, shows up. So it's just trying to keep the focus, you know, trust yourself, trust your guides, trust the universe and know that you're, you're on the right path. Yeah. Yeah. So would you say, um, during this transition that you were going through, did you have any support or what did you do to, um, really make sure that you felt connected and, um, I guess find people out there that were similar or had, were on a similar journey to you? What, what did that really look like? Um, you know, as I mentioned earlier, um, I had heard uh, an aura reader on a podcast. And so I, it was about the time she was starting her own podcast. And so um, I went to her website, I was able to get an appointment with her. And so from her, and then from that network, her Facebook network, it's like a spiritual family, um, I started meeting and connecting with people more similar to me. And then again, of course, the world shuts down. So then what am I going to do? Because it, it's hard to find people in my day-to-day -day life that I can talk to about these things and they don't look at me like, really? Or is this just a trick you do? Or, you know, something like that. So um, I, I found this course, I started taking it. And through this course, I've, I've developed a wonderful group of support around me. So I do have those people now that I can talk to and bounce ideas off and say, hey, this crazy thing happened. I just have to share it with someone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you're saying that you didn't have a lot of um, support from the people that you knew in your life currently. 
So you were able to find an online community where you were able to meet like-minded people and like-minded souls through this spiritual teacher? Yes, yes. No, and it's been wonderful. And, you know, I feel so blessed because in my day-to-day life, my husband, you know, he doesn't get it all, but he he will say to me, you know, I've been around you enough and I've like seen these things happen. So, okay. You know, so he supports me and I have support there and for my children and for my family and they all know about it and my close friends. But, but beyond that, it's really hard to open up and talk because that piece of, or that fear of judgment for me is still out there. I don't know if it exists for you, but it's definitely been a, a journey for me. Uh, what part of the world are you from? Um, well, I'm in a, my Alaska and Arizona. I kind of okay. go between the two. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I'm from Alabama. And so this is a very um, Bible belt, um, you know, just a lot of judgment, a lot of um, dogmatic beliefs that go along in the churches here and It was definitely really hard for me in the beginning of my journey to come out and talk about these things. And I started off really, really slow. I started off telling just my my closest, closest friends and my spouse. And then that kind of gradually um, moved into sharing with my children and sharing with a few other friends. And when I created the podcast, I actually um, had in mind of um, really creating a a safe place and a community for people who didn't have someone close to them, who didn't have that support, who didn't have anyone they could talk to, to feel like, well, there's someone out there like me. So, you know, I can connect. I can, I can feel less, less lonely knowing that there's someone out there that's going through what I'm going through. So that was my intention when I created the podcast. And since then, and since I've developed along my own journey, you know, I have become more and more comfortable with expressing um, my beliefs, knowing that there's going to be people out there that are not going to understand. But I think that it's so important to highlight for people that if you don't have someone that you can talk to in your personal life, you know, there are online communities out there. There are people out there that, would love to connect, that would love to support you, that would love to be in a group with you so that you can you can find that connection. And it's very, very important. And I do think that when we go through awakenings, we we change so much that we feel lonely. And I think it's I just think it's really important to highlight that. So thank you for sharing. Oh, absolutely. And thank you for um, your podcast. You're helping so many people every day. So that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. I really appreciate that. So you find this, um, this community and that really helps you feel more connected. It helps you meet people. Um, it helps you grow and expand on your own, um, gifts and, and how you want to proceed on this path. So what would you say at this point, um, how did the trajectory of your path change? How did you know um, what what the next steps were for you? Or were you um, guided to take certain um, other courses? Or how, how did you, um, I guess, um, navigate the next parts of your growth? Right. Um, so I, the, the course I found online was called The Sage Method. And from there, like anything I could think of, they had a video on that I could watch. And I just really felt like from that, I was taking 
taking pieces of information and putting it into a puzzle that would make sense to me. Um, I still feel like I'm walking through my journey and trying to figure everything else out because right when I think I have the answer, the universe is going to throw something else at me and say, hey, why don't you look at it from this perspective or something? So it is always changing, but um, I, I'm stepping more comfortably into the psychic side of what I do. The medium side is there too. Information comes through. It's just I'm learning to trust myself to share it because I wouldn't want to hurt anybody. Like I wouldn't want to say the wrong thing. So I'm still struggling with that a little bit, but every day I get more confident and, you know, it's opened my eyes to so much. And I see so much around me, not just in my third eye, but in the universe around me, I see sparkles in the air. I see colors moving all around me. I see shapes all around me. And so I, I have been to the doctor and made sure it wasn't a physical <laughs> issue with all the seeing things, but yeah, no, it just, I just know it's all there. I know it's right there in front of me. And so every opportunity I get, I say, I'm open and I'll connect whatever you want to share with me mm -hmm. and then wait. And the waiting part is the hardest part. That patience is not something in my day-to-day -day life I deal <laughs> well with. I don't have any. Yeah, I definitely relate to that. I have to work on my patients as well. So what kind of tools do you use now since you have gotten a little bit more familiar with um, your energy and how you want to help people? What kind of um, tools do you incorporate into your personal readings or into um, your personal sessions that you do? Okay, um, I always meditate before going into session, because I find I pick up information during meditation, either um, like animal energy, colors, something that they can hold on to. And then from there in my readings, I use tarot cards often. I find that they're a really good way for me just to focus my energy. It's all bubbling up inside anyway, but when I see those images, I can place it there. And I tap a lot into emotions as an empath so that clear sentence comes in. I think that's the right one. And um, so that I, I use tarot cards a lot. And then I also have my pendulum, which I don't really use in readings. That's more uh, personal, my own time when I'm asking my guides in the world or the universe questions. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I love, I love all of those those tools, I, I tend to use more Oracle than Tarot, um, but I still am um, a huge advocate for, for Tarot, and I think that it's an amazing tool to use. Um, so I guess what um, anyone who's interested in, in using Tarot, whether it's for their personal lives or using Tarot for professional readings or anything like that, do you have any um, advice that you wish that you would have known when you first started working with this tool? Um, uh, when I started working with this tool, I was starting from ground zero. It was March of 2020. I ordered a deck of cards. I'm like, let's figure this out. And I ordered a, a book to tell me like what each of the cards meant. And so it was a process of going through like maybe five cards a day, sitting with them, what, what's popping out to me about those cards, writing those impressions down and then reading what the card is about. And I find that as I've gotten more comfortable with tarot, um, I really intuitively read 
you know, like an Oracle card more rather than, I mean, that traditional meaning is still there, but different aspects in readings will jump out to me. So I do intuitively read the cards and that's okay. And I wish I would have known that in the beginning, that it's okay. You know, you read as it speaks to your heart, I guess, as you know, as what is wanting to throw, flow through. And it's not always that traditional meaning. But. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like I definitely, um, I think that's really important. I really resonate with, with that because that's kind of what turned me off from tarot at first is because there's just so much to memorize, you know, there's so much to remember and it was really overwhelming. And so when I, when I do use my tarot cards and when I read with them, it's normally just for myself or friends and family. I don't normally use them in my professional readings, but I noticed when I allow myself to not necessarily forget what the meanings are, but not focus on just the book definitions, but I allow myself to go back to my, to my intuition, to my gut, to my understanding. My, my readings are still accurate. And I noticed that if I go back and I look at the book afterwards to say, okay, well, what does the book say? They still connect, but because I went with my intuition, I was able to really like drive it home, I guess, is a, you know, it's, it's just, it's, it's stronger. And so I think it's really important, um, you know, to let people know that your intuition is what's, is what's the magic, you know, that's what the power is that, yeah, all the decks come with reading with um instructions and have certain meanings behind certain cards and stuff, but really getting familiar with the way that you receive information with what the imagery means to you. That's what's going to take your readings to the next level. Oh, definitely. And then, yeah, just feeling free to step into that because I always ask my guides too, before going into reading to give me the words that are going to resonate with um, the sitter the best. And, you know, if I'm trying to concentrate and focus on the traditional meanings, I just feel like I'm going to lose all of that. So it just feels very authentic to step into your own um, intuition, your own gut, and then um, let it flow from there. So uh, advice to me once was throw out the guidebook, look at it later, um, and just let them speak to you. Mm. Yes, yes, I I love that, and I definitely agree. So I noticed on your website that you refer to yourself as um, an emotional intuitive or an emotional reader. So um, I'm sure that that's related to you know your clairsentience and um, the empath that's that's within. But can you talk a little bit more about about that and how that works for you? When I am doing a reading, I do step into the emotion of it first you know if I draw cards like mind body spirit I'll always tell someone unless I'm drawing a card specific to a relationship or specific to I know the energies there I know and I can feel what that feels like and what's going on I might not know what situation it is or you know something but I can tell you the emotion behind it and that's usually what they identify with first is um you know if something is making them anxious, I feel that anxiety of something is making them happy. I feel like that giddiness. So, or um, yeah, that's usually where the flow takes me first is to that emotional level. And then I can go in from, from there. Mm, yeah. So do you, I guess, once you um, open up to the emotions through that, through that specific Claire, 
do you stay on um, an emotional path or as you open up and as those doors open up more and more, do you start to tap into the other Claire's to um, get more information or how does that work? Yeah, it just kind of starts flowing almost like, um, I just lost the word, um, the the sense of knowing. Like it just feels like I know what I'm supposed to say. And so I would say that um, that that comes in at that point too. And I can expand on them. And it really is, this is what your guides want you to know right now. And maybe look at it from this perspective. Um, I always say in my faith talk every day that it really is my goal to help people see, understand, know, and then share who they really are. Because sometimes those feelings, your personal power, like it's um, <laughs> like everything gets thrown in on it and you kind of forget that, that flame inside. And so my hope is to bring it up through there and then show you your personal power, show you your strength, kind of like coaching, but I, I don't call myself a life coach, but um yeah. Yeah. I love that. That's very, um, I find it really interesting because it's actually really similar to how my primary Claire's work. Cause I also am very clear sentient. I pick up emotions all the time. It's definitely my strongest, my strongest Claire by far. I can always read the energy of whoever I'm around the, or, um, my sitter or the room that I'm in. And then from there, my claircognizance kicks on to tell me, what does this mean? How do I need to interpret this information? And that's when I'll really start to kind of channel this information, which feels like I usually am connecting to their higher self or to their spirit team. And through that, we're, we're you know, giving them guidance. We're giving them advice on what to do and how to proceed and um you know, that's definitely how most of my psychic sessions work. And every now and then, you know, the, I'll get the clairaudience or I'll get the clairvoyance. But for the most part, I do primarily work with the feeling and the knowing. And so I thought it was pretty interesting because I don't connect with a lot of people um, where we use the same, the same clairs. A lot of people, most of the psychics and the mediums that I know, they're very, very clairvoyant or they're very, very clairaudient. Um, so I just thought that was really neat, um, a really neat synchronicity between the two of us. Yeah, you said you felt that before you um, through the the pod match. So yeah, no, de definitely. And it wouldn't have been that long ago that I could put a name to, to what it is. I'm like, I don't know, I just know. And so now I do know what that is. And I'm really stepping into trusting myself too in the everyday world. Like I'll just get a feeling and I'm like, okay. And then like, so it'll happen later. I'm like, yeah, I know. <laughs> and it, it's just kind of freeing to say, just flow with it. Like, don't try to push it around, uh, away. Don't try to, um, I don't know, play it down or anything. Just be like, okay, yeah, I, I kind of, and I'm not saying in a, like a braggy way to do it, just kind of in your mind to help you like, just keep track of like, okay, like this is something. So building up that ability not to doubt yourself, to let that confidence start to, to build instead. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And that's actually something that I work with my clients on a lot because I have a lot of people that have found me through the podcast. And so they connect um, and they want to know about their their own spiritual abilities and their own spiritual gifts and how they can strengthen them and how can they work with them. And most of the time, you know, I, I always offer practical tips and tools and things like that that they can use, but it always comes down to trust. You know, there's always this element of 
blocking ourselves because of our own insecurities and our own doubts. And, you know, there's no judgment here because I still do it. You know, I, I give professional readings and I still have moments of doubt and moments of trust. And I know you do as well, like you mentioned with your mediumship that you, you still have, um, some fears and stuff around giving um, mediumship readings because it's so um, it's such an intimate connection. And, you know, I feel the same way when I connect to spirit. I, I would say that my mediumship readings are the ones that um, make me the most anxious and the most nervous because of, you know, that same thing. It's it's a different kind of connection. And so it's normal. It's normal to be scared. It's normal to doubt yourself. I don't want anyone to feel like if they're listening to this, that me and Michelle have it all figured out because I promise we don't. <laughs> but it's it's knowing that your fears are simply just fears, that your doubts are just doubts. Your insecurities, they're just insecurities. You can have them, but that doesn't mean that they're real. It doesn't mean that they're true. And as long as you can remember that and have awareness around that, you can work through the fears. You can work through the doubts. You can practice. You can um, join a community where you're able to really showcase your talents and showcase your abilities, because I'm a firm believer that we all can do this. We all have these intuitive senses. It's just getting familiar and getting to know yourself enough to where you can really start to grow your own. Yeah, definitely. And listening to you speak, you know, I was thinking of that aspect of fear. And I have had so many people say, well, aren't you afraid of something negative coming in, or aren't you afraid of like something going bump in the night? I'm like, not anymore. Not like it used to be. Um, now it's just fear of letting someone down. And so, I, I mean, it's just really shifted because I used to have that fear of seeing something standing next to my bed. And so I've really said, like, if you're going to come in, like come in gradually, or kind of let me know so I just don't look up and there's someone something standing there mm -hmm. yeah I've done that as well and I think that that's a really good point that your fears won't always just go away even as you learn to work through them and you learn to overcome them there's normally new fears that come through because our our healing journey is it's it's just like an onion you know there's layers to it and as we peel back certain layers and we heal certain aspects and we heal certain parts of ourselves there's always going to be another layer under that that we need to work through so till we can peel that layer off so I went through the same thing where at the beginning of my journey and I was connecting to spirit I was terrified of seeing something that I didn't want to see or connecting to something that might be scary or might be you know might frighten me and I did exactly like you said, as I started talking and communicating with my spirit team and telling them what I was ready for, and telling them what I wasn't ready for, asking them to work with me to gradually open me up so that I wouldn't be overwhelmed and I wouldn't get frightened and shut down again. And so now that I understand more about my connection to spirit and how I actually have total control in this and that I don't have to connect to anything that I don't want to connect to. I don't have to see or witness anything that I don't want to see or witness. Now my fears have shifted into um, more so around my own uh, abilities and what can I actually do and um, can I really do this and what if I get something wrong or what if I say something that you know, they don't resonate with or that they don't understand or, you know, just little things like that that pop through. And I can tell that as I continue to grow and as I continue to heal, those 
fears are slowly fading away and they're not as, as strong as they once were either. And so, you know, it's just a really, it's really important to highlight that we all have fears. We all have doubts. We all have things that scare us. And, you know, yours are similar to someone else's out there. Yours are, yours are going to change, but it's about being aware of what they are and deciding I'm going to confront them and I'm going to work through them no matter what. Right. No, that shadow work or that inner child work is so important. It's taking the darker aspects of light and bringing them together to the whole picture and, you know, forgiving and learning. And it, it just makes me feel so much whole or so much more connected to myself when I realized in that moment back then, when I did that, I was doing the best I could, I could. So I'm going to give 18 year old me grace because it's gotten to me to where I am today. And so just trying to, yeah, heal everything, bring it all into one complete picture and um, having the patience to do that and know that you're going to learn from it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Um, so I also saw on your, on your website and um, on your bio that you do energetic clearings. So can you talk a little bit about what that is, how that works and kind of um, what, how that um, developed along your um, offerings? Um, the, the group, the Sage Method, which I did their seven week course. When that was complete, the way uh, Bo, um, it's her program, talked about it really resonated with me. And so I reached out to her and I got to do a year long um, apprenticeship or um, mentorship under her. And she does those spiritual cleanings, energetic cleanings and stuff. And so she got a team together of um, several of the practitioners, people who have finished her year-long program. And uh, she kind of brought us all together, all of our different experiences, all of our different abilities. And we kind of worked together as a team. And so that's how I got started in that in that um, area of cleaning or, um, yeah, spirit, energetic clear, clearing, clearing, <laughs> sorry. Sometimes the words, and I do find this, from the, the um, spiritual side through the mouth, <laughs> they don't always flow as easily as I would hope them to. It's hard for me sometimes to get out exactly what I'm saying. So thank you for being patient and you're very good about going back and. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, no, no worries at all. I definitely know what it's like because when we fall into this, this state of just kind of like feeling what's going to come through, sometimes the words get jumbled and they get mixed up and it's. I definitely know exactly how that feels and exactly what what's going on. So no worries at all. Okay, thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so what exactly are you doing when you're energetically uh, clearing things from someone when you're doing a session with them? Um, what I find is I will meet with them, chat with them a little bit about what's going on. I usually have like the address. And then I will remote view into that area. And again, step into the emotion of it. Like, what am I feeling around me? Where it feels heavy? What am I being drawn to? And I will walk, just kind of walk through. I usually call in Archangel Michael 
Archangel Raphael and any other archangels that for that particular clearing or what I know about it could be of assistance. And then I kind of um, go into a place where I pull out the old energy, um, dispose of it, and then have the archangels help me bring in and fill this, uh, the location with uh, new energy or the energy of love, the energy of healing, whatever that space is needing at that time, and then going to the people and then like whatever they're needing at that time, putting that around them also. Um, we've done spiritual clearings also. Um, I, I have crossed over spirits. Again, that's one thing I'm, you know, I always am like, did that just really happen? And so I've got to stop doubting it. But um, in the moment, it happened. And I know it happened. It's just afterwards. I'm like, wow, <laughs> like, who knew like the possibility of so mm -hmm. really cool. Yeah, yeah. Like I definitely, I've experienced the same thing. You know, I do. I have um, certain spirits that will, um, I call them earthbound spirits where they're, they haven't crossed over and they'll just find me. And when they find me, I can just feel them kind of follow me around waiting for me to address them because I have I have certain boundaries with spirit where they're not allowed to just pop in they're not allowed to just communicate with me whenever they want to they're not allowed to show up in my room and stand at the foot of my bed and scare me at three o'clock in the morning because that's happened a couple times so I have certain boundaries in place now where I'm like unless I invite you 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 know you don't enter don't don't interact with me. And like, unless you're like my spirit team or my guides or my loved ones, that's different. But if you're just like, you know, some spirit that I'm not familiar with, you're not just allowed to, to come to me at any time. So a lot of times I'll feel them kind of following me around. Like they're just, hi, we're here when you're ready to address us. And so when I address them, it's normally they're needing help being crossed over. There's normally something that's tied them here. They just need to be witnessed. They just need someone to hear their story so that they can let go and they can move on. And um, there's been, you know, I've done it several times now. And even then, like you said, when you go back and you think about it in the moment, you knew it was real. You could just feel it. it you just, you knew it was real. But afterwards you're like, huh, did I really experience that? Did that really happen? Or did I just make all of that up in my head? So I know exactly how it feels because it's just so, it's just so surreal. Like it, it's, it's just this different experience that it almost feels too crazy to be real. But at the same time, you experienced it. So, you know, it has to be real. Absolutely. And it's one of the wonderful things about working as part of a team, because we each have our own abilities and we each bring something different to the equation. And so when we're working together, it's almost like our guides are, have assigned us tasks. You know, you go and you handle this, they'll handle that. And we all have a slightly different experience, but they all do tie back in together at the core, like where they're all coming together. It, it really is remarkable. And it's a wonderful team and it's helped me so much with growth and being able to have those people to talk to about it and experience that with. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So would you say that people, do they contact you pretty regularly if they feel like they do have a spirit around or they do have a spirit attachment or do you get contacted more for someone who maybe has like emotional baggage or emotional wounds that they're trying to release or is it about 50-50? Um, I would say more of the inner, I've done more energy clearings than um, crossing over 
leftovers, like within the group. And then again, like you, some days something will pop through in meditation and I know they're there and I know they're needing help. And so then I do it on my own then, but, um, for calls or appointments, I would say more cleaning the emotional stuff up and, and doing that. And I do want to say too, because as we're talking, another important thing to remember, if you're new or going through a spiritual awakening is everybody has their own abilities. So be sure not to compare yourself to where another person is and, um, it just flows through for different people. And I know for me, I've gotten caught up in that myself, like, oh, well, so-and-so gets to see and gets to hear and gets to do this, discounting what I get, but that's just how I experience it. And they might, you know, so just be comfortable being you and know that what's authentic to you will, will flow in. Mm-hmm. Yes. Thank you for highlighting that because I've, I've experienced that on my own journey as well, where, you know, I'm not the most clairvoyant person I don't see things a lot in my mind's eye like a lot of mediums and a lot of psychics do I mean I know if I throw a stone in a pool full of 200 psychics about at least half of them are going to be clairvoyant and so I went through this thing in the beginning of my developing journey where I was just kind of um second guessing myself and my own abilities and what I could actually do and kind of feeling a little jealous of people who had this this gift of sight and so I I thought well but maybe I need to work on my sight then maybe I need to strengthen and develop my sight because there's something wrong with me and so as I worked on that and I worked on that fear you know my guides told me like you have sight you have the ability to use it you just don't really need it and if you want to strengthen it, if you want to grow it, you can, but know that that's not the type of reader that you are. You don't need those gifts. You don't need access to your site all the time. And they just kind of, you know, how your spirit guides can be. They can be kind of vague sometimes. So they just told me, they're like, you'll know, you'll know why later. And so as I continued to progress, I realized that there were certain blockages that I had around my site not to mention, I actually see more physical than I do in my mind's eye. So if there's a message that's very important and it needs to come through, I'm going to see it. If I need to see it, I'm going to actually see it physically, not in my mind's eye. If it's something that I can receive energetically, instead of me seeing it in my mind's eye, I'm going to feel it or I'm going to know it. Right. No, and that makes so much sense. And I would say where clairvoyance um, comes in for me is really during meditation, because I see these beautiful colors that come through and usually purples, greens, blues are the main ones, but sometimes I'll get yellow and red. And those are the colors that I associate each one of my guides with too. So it could just be my guides coming through, but then sometimes they morph into shapes. And so I'll see a shape there and then it'll release. And sometimes like in meditation, like I will see faces like flash in and then back out. And it's so quick. I can't really grab on a good image. I know someone's there and I know something um, they're, they're trying to get my attention. So mm-hmm. that's where clairvoyance comes in for, for me, because like you, I, I do see more physically around me, like in colors and sparks and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you for sharing that. I think that that's really good advice for anybody that 
is really trying to just get to know themselves more, get more in tune with their own abilities and their own gifts. It's so important to understand that we're all different and no, no gift is greater than the other. And don't fall into that same trap thinking that if you don't see or you don't hear or you don't feel, know that you are exactly where you need to be and that whatever intuitive senses that you're feeling the most drawn to that you're feeling the most called to you know that's for a reason and that's just part of who you are and so make sure you embrace that oh definitely yeah yeah oh go ahead oh go ahead do you have um any other um advice or wisdom that you would like to share for anyone that's maybe on um, the beginning of their path or just really starting to embrace their intuitive nature? Do you have anything else that you're just being um, guided or feeling called to share? Um, Just be open to possibilities. Don't put expectations out there and you know, say, okay, I'm going to do this, this, and this, and I expect this because it doesn't work like that. Just be open to possibilities and how things are going to unfold for you instead of saying, oh, that could never happen. Change your mindset to, well, why not? Or of course that would happen. And just be open to the signs, be open um, to the synchronicities that happen around you because they happen everywhere. And for me, those are the most wonderful things. Like when I have something sync up or I I get a message in and I just know because there's no other reason that would have happened other than it was a message to me about something. And and it just keeps me excited. It keeps me um, engaged. It keeps me curious and keeps pulling me down that path. I want to, I want to learn. I want to know, understand anyway, I'm never going to know everything. I just want to understand what I'm experiencing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that's great advice. You know, I, um, actually did a session earlier and one of the things that kept coming through was not every, one of the things that came through was everyone has the abilities to, to see, to hear, to feel, to, to connect to spirit, but not everyone is aware of these abilities. So if you can just expand your awareness and just look at the synchronicities, look at the signs, watch for them and trust and know that there are no coincidences. This is really happening to you. You're really experiencing this and just fall into that place of trust. That's what's really going to push you into the next level of your evolutionary path. Exactly. And like, yeah, just again, be open to to how it how it comes through or how it presents itself to you because there are surprises everywhere. Like it just is amazing. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. Well, it's been really nice to, to have this spiritual conversation with you to get to know you and more about, you know, your path and how you've progressed on your own journey. Is there um, anything else you would like to um, tell the listeners before we go? And would you like to share where they can find you, how they can connect to you and um, any offerings or services you want to talk about? Um, I just want to say thank you for uh, this conversation today. I've been looking forward to it and it, it helps every And that's, I guess what I would like to share with the listeners, every little bit helps like where you can find information and find a community um, and those people that you, you can talk to. Um, 
I have a website. It's called spirituallysituated.com. It needs a little attention just because um, I do have a little bit of a block on my writing right now, but um, once that's up and running, uh, that blog will be up and running. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for your time and for sharing, um, just being so vulnerable and sharing your, um, your path with the listeners. I know that they will be able to feel connected and feel, um, feel like there's someone out there that they can, they can, um, really connect to and know that they're not alone. Yeah. And thank you again for this podcast and doing your, your job every day to, to help others feel connected and know that they're not alone. It's really important. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with someone you love. And it would mean so much to me if you could rate, review, and subscribe so that the podcast can reach and assist more people. Until next time, I'm sending you so much love.